This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joining me as usual, I guess as usual, schedule's been weird lately, Alex and Scott. Hey. Hello. Alright, the boys are back. The trifecta. <laughs> the Triforce, if you will. Mm-hmm. I All call right. power. I call, um, Ganon. <laughs> That's power. Oh. <laughs> I call wind. <laughs> Vater. All right, Vater. Um, all right, so I guess we're talking about Sandlot from last week. Trish did a great job of hosting for us, and I'd like to thank all our hosts over the past little while now for stepping in and helping us out. So that's Wade, Matt, Trish, Brian. Am I missing anybody? Wade. I said Wade. All right, thanks to all you guys. Appreciate you guys all stepping up and helping us out. All right, we're talking about Sandlot. So baseball movie about some kids who play baseball in a sandlot. Huh. <laughs> this movie's right up there with, with Goonies for me. I love this movie. Yeah, so I was going to say, I think for me, I was just a little too old for this movie. It doesn't resonate with me as it does with like my brother and you guys who are just, you know, that four years younger. And that I like it, but it doesn't, it doesn't resonate, like you said, like Goonies does with me. But, um, so first impressions, thoughts? Since you don't like sports, Alex, I want to hear, <laughs> you know, you probably know everything about baseball from this movie and the Mr. League. It's Mr. Baseball. <laughs> Mr. <Baseball>. League. <laughs> Mr. League. <laughs> Mr. Major League Baseball. <laughs> yeah. I learned that you can steal home from this movie. I had no idea. When I saw this Maybe movie, they... I'm like, oh, they, they just made that up for the movie, right? You can't actually do that. Yeah, you can. Vinny the Jet steals at home. It's, it's just as real as Knuckle Pucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a lot more real than Knuckle Pucks. <laughs> Alright. Um, so, in baseball history, how many times has somebody stolen home? A lot. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, a lot. it's uh, not it's, as common as stealing second base, but I mean, it's, it happens it's pretty rare. Like, what, five it, times it, a season, maybe? It yeah. happens every season a few times. Yeah, so the, the way they do it in the movie where he just straight s- tries to speed his way in, that almost never happens, though. Well, yeah, that happens right? once a season. Like, well, some, no, I mean, like, somebody will try to, like, sneak in. Like, they'll get down the line and then go. Where in this movie, he just books it all the way down the line. As opposed to what? To, like, sneaking down the line, waiting for the pitcher to not pay attention. <laughs> he hides behind the third base coach. Yeah, I don't, I don't... What are you saying? It's <laughs> he walks <than> over. <laughs> he has a cardboard cut out of a bush and he starts walking over. I'm saying it's usually more trickery than straight speed that gets his people home. Yeah, like I said. Oh, yeah, okay. He, I mean, yeah, it's, like, all he, about re- it's all about reading the picture and... Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Okay. He orders an Acme uh, catapult, launches himself over. Yeah. Yeah. 
You think it'd be even easier now that uh, catchers aren't allowed to block the plate? They're not. When did this happen? Recently. Yeah. Thank you, Buster Posey. <laughs> um, what did Parker right. Posey ever do to you? She, she was in Blade 3. Oh, uh, yeah. And Superman Returns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeesh. Thank you, Parker Posey. But she was in Best in Show and um, Waiting for Guffman, so she wins. Uh, where's Busy Bee? We got to do, <laughs> do Best in Show. When it's, anyway, this is about Sandlot. Rainy the Jet steals home. Um, spoilers. So yeah, spoilers. That's the end of the movie. So yeah, this is basically right. It's like it's told in a, um, like a Stand by Me form, where the guy talks back about his time as a kid. Mm -hmm. Or is it a present day thing? No, it's a nostalgia. Yeah, remembering. So, movie. so it takes place in the late fifties. I want to say. I'd say so. I don't. I don't remember because when 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 he's an old man and he steals home, that seemed like that was present day. Right. Yeah. So, so, so he's like, what, twelve, thirteen in the movie, um, in the fifties. So, like, thirty years later, he's in his forties. You know, that's that's plausible. Well, at the end of the movie, they talk about the one guy who goes to Vietnam and never comes back. Or okay. Yeah. So that would set it. Um, oh yeah. There's yeah. Then there's one, that one kid that really got into the sixties and we never heard from him again. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So it probably takes place early 60s then, because if they're already 10 or 12... Yeah, so late, late 50s, early 60s. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So um, <laughs> it's centered around a boy who's, who moves into the new area, right? De Dennis Leary's his dad, if I'm remembering <laughs> his correctly. Dad, Dennis Leary, so... Jeebus, I don't blame the kid for not talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> and marrying his mom. Yeah, and he's not really a good Marion. Oh, it is, right? Karen Allen. Yeah. Yeah, Karen Allen. And Darth Vader's his neighbor. It's all weird. <laughs> blind, blind Darth Vader. Also, as an aside, this, I think this is our third movie in a row where we've had a named character named Scott. Oh, yeah? That's great, yeah. Scott. Mm. I, it is. It is great, Scott. <laughs> Marty! 21 point... One twenty-one gigawatts, whatever it is. All right. Your metric system. <laughs> yeah. I, I I just gotta just want to say real quick, I I missed out on the recording of uh, Teen Wolf last week. No, Scott I did, was there. I did watch it before, and the movie's pretty terrible. <laughs> In hindsight. <laughs> oh, I hundred percent disagree. It's too bad I I was not unable to contribute. Uh, anyways. Uh, Sam, yes, third movie in a row with the main character named Scott. I think it's pretty, pretty impressive. All right, well, it's the first movie in a row with the character named Hambino. <laughs> <laughs> or that, Squints. That, that one's yeah, gonna be a little hard to keep up. <laughs> so yeah, the boy, the he's not really good at baseball, but he makes friends at a Sandlot, and they kind of throw him in right field as most bad ball players are placed. And uh, even while watching kid, this movie, it was painful watching him play the first time in the Sandlot. And he gets yeah. the ball, and instead of throwing it, he just runs it over <laughs> to, uh, oh, what's the kid's name? Fireball. He just runs it over, <laughs> like, hands it to Fireball, and runs back into the outfield. Fireball? He's the pitcher. 
right? It's fireball. Fireball, Spitfire, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't remember. I remember a few of the names. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is uh, just like you said, typical nostalgia movie. Um, boys playing baseball. I, like I said, I haven't seen this in forever, so I'm kind of winging it here. Alex, who's seen it a lot, is supposed to be taking over. Say some stuff. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't know how to connect with uh, Dennis Leary, but then he finds out that he has like a pretty impressive baseball collection, and he has one signed by Babe Ruth, which you know plays a really Who? big part in this movie. And he's got an erector set and everything, you know, typical nerdy late fifties kid. And Alex. so he's new to the neighborhood. And then Alex. Benny's, yeah, Alex. what? Who? Well, Who signed the ball? Babe Ruth. Baby, Who? baby, something. Who's that? <laughs> the great Bambino. Anywho, you fail, Alex. <laughs> I was I, I gave you the alley oop and you just banged it off the rim several times. Mm. I don't know what you're trying to do either, Scott. There's, there's that whole scene after he, he takes the baseball out and they run down all the nicknames for Babe Ruth. Um, the Colossus of Clout. I just Sultan remember the Great Bambino. Oh yeah, the Sultan of Swat, the Colossus of Clout. The Great, the great Bambino. So Benny pretty much introduces himself. He goes over to him, come on, let's go play ball. And he's, you know, he's got extra gear, of course, because he's a really big baseball fan. He's the one that takes it, like, the most serious out of all the kids. And <laughs> that's pretty much where he learns. Benny pretty much takes him under his wing because, I don't know, he sees him, I guess, like a kid brother or something. And he starts teaching him how to be good at sports. But he eventually gave up baseball to play ice hockey. Mm-hmm. Put it in, Luis. For the Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. So, uh, introduce, he's introduced to, you know, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Who always says yeah, yeah. And the uh, the two brothers that always uh, repeat after each other. They're not twins, right? Tommy and Timmy. Yeah, Tommy and Timmy. The great Hambino. The whole, the whole crowd. The whole gang is there. It's pretty ragtag. You know, group of guys Squint. just playing baseball for the hell of it. Squint, right? Yeah, Squints. He's my favorite. <laughs> we, we used to call a guy on our high school hockey team Squints. Because he wore goggles when we played. So they called him Squints. So let's just dive right into Squints and right into the pool scene. Because there's one point in the summer, and this all takes over. The, the whole movie takes place over one summer. When he gets to know all the guys and everything. And uh, one day it was like super, super hot, and it was too hot to play baseball. So Benny still wanted to play, of course, but nobody else did. So, so it's like, what do we do? And Squints just lookers around. <laughs> Poolies! And they all go to the community pool and crash it a la uh, Caddyshack. And he go or someone goes, Wendy Peppercorn or whatever her name was. <laughs> yes, Wendy Peppercorn. And then she's just up on the lifeguard tower and she's just lotioning and oiling, oiling and lotioning. I can't take this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like looks at squints and he starts climbing out of the pool and he's this like skinny kid that I don't I don't even think he's like forty pounds. 
<laughs> he takes off his glasses, then he just walks over to the diving board. Everybody's looking at him, huh? He's like, wait, squids can't swim. <laughs> yeah. He just jumps off and he sinks right down to the bottom of the pool. And all the guys are like freaking out. Oh my gosh, he can't swim. You gotta save him. And so Wendy Peppercorn dives into action. Pulls him out. You know, he's all limp and everything. He's passed out. And Wendy starts giving him mouth to mouth. And all the guys are like, oh man. <laughs> he's like, man, he looks dead. Yeah, yeah. He looks, he looks pretty, pretty crappy. crappy. <laughs> <laughs> and the camera zooms in and out. And then when Wendy like goes to blow another um, breath in his mouth and goes back to listening to his heart, he just opens his eyes. <laughs> it gives a little wink. And all the guys are like, huh? And the next time she goes over and touches his lips, he like grabs onto her, to her <laughs> head and starts making out with her. Oh, that was one of the greatest moments. <laughs> I love that scene so much. Sorry, does he end up with her at the end? Is that one of those, like, when he's talking yeah, about where everyone the, goes? Yeah, they, like, open up a drugstore, and he, they have, like, seven kids together. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. End up getting married to Wendy Peppercorn. <laughs> it's funny. Like, after she, she's super pissed, and she tosses him out, but, like, right before they, they take off, she you, you see her smile. So, set, setting a good example. <laughs> yeah. Just go for it, kids. <laughs> Have some guts. Like, hey, man, did you know what you're doing? Yeah, I've been planning it for years. Hey, guys, he knew what he was doing! <laughs> <laughs> I like the narrators. Like, Squints had kissed the woman. He'd kiss her long and good. <laughs> uh, that, that might be my favorite part of the movie. Another awesome part... <laughs> ...was uh, when they all go to the fair... And I think it, uh, who was it? Who's, yeah, who's the tall kid with the glasses? That was, uh, Bertram. Yeah, yeah, Bertram. He's, he's the one that, um, <laughs> brings the chewing tobacco that he swiped up from his parents or something. And everybody takes, like, a whole big chew. It's like, just like the pros. <laughs> <laughs> you start going on rides. <laughs> it's a super nauseous. Starts puking on the rides everywhere. Oh, it was gross. All the kids came out of the red and there's puke all over their white shirts. But the only kid that didn't puke, or at least that didn't show him, was Benny. Is after, he drooping? Yeah, after they... Is that? Yeah. It's after um, they all take a piece of the uh, chewing tobacco and everything, you don't see Benny again for the rest of the uh, fair scene. Hmm. Interesting. So, scenes that I remember, so we're going to just name scenes now. The one where they're, obviously the big one where they hit the ball over in the... Wait, how does he pickle the beast? Why does the, oh, we gotta, uh, Yeah, we gotta set this up. This is like the main, the climax of the movie, pretty much. Where, uh, Scott, the the new kid, is like, oh, they don't have a ball. It's, you know, the guts got ripped out of a ball, because Benny hit it so hard that it ripped the stitching of the ball and everything, and it came apart. So it's like, oh, now we don't have a ball to play with. And then Scott's like, well, I got a ball. Well, go get it! So he goes all the way back home, and at this point, he doesn't know who Babe Ruth is. He knows, like, all of Babe Ruth's nicknames, but he doesn't know who he is. Like, that his actual name was Babe Ruth. So he goes over to his stepdad's, you know, trophy case, and he grabs the Babe Ruth signed ball. <laughs> then he's like, hey guys, I got it, alright. So he's up to bat. 
and uh, Fireball throws him a pitch, and then he swings, and he there's a good crack, and he hits it way over the fence. It's his first home run, and, <laughs> and as he's rounding the bases, he just stops and freaks out, and he just com becomes completely slow, and he just starts walking over the fence. He's like, Smalls, <laughs> you gotta run the bases. What are you doing? <laughs> Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh my gosh. He's like, what happened to him? I don't know. It's first home run. I think, I <laughs> I think he's pretty freaked out about it. He's like, you don't understand. That wasn't my ball. It was my stepdad's. It was signed by this, some lady. Baby, baby, <laughs> baby Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> and all the, the whole gang freaks out. Babe Ruth! And they all start climbing the fence. And of course, on the other side of the fence, on the back of the sandlot, is where the beast is. This giant man-eating dog. Mean old Hercules? Everybody's afraid of. And the movie uses, like, great uh, wampa-like shots and puppeteering to make him seem way more monstrous and bigger than he is. And then, so then they go into the... They, they hatch some plans to try to get it back. <laughs> yeah, because it's a bullseye. Like Babe Ruth, you can't just leave it with the beast. It's cool. They 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 bring out the erector set to try to get it over. I like that. Clothes, kind like of like a crane. And the yeah, it gets chewed up like you're talking about, like a giant puppet. And they almost had it with that erector set. <laughs> First they rigged like four or five vacuums together to try and get enough suction <laughs> out of it to like suck it up and reel it in but then <laughs> yeah the beast pinched <laughs> the tubes shut <laughs> made all the uh, vacuum cleaners explode in the clubhouse that was overlooking the fence oh yeah and then they made a rudimentary uh, like pulley system to try and lower yeah yeah to get the ball oh, they got a lot they had they had a lot of schemes and yeah, the erector set one was the closest one because they actually built like a little catapult. And they actually got it up into the air and it would have gone over the fence, but the beast at the last second just jumps up and swallows it whole. Alright, so they all fail, so then what was the one? Just like, Benny just ran back there and got it? Boy, he had a dream where uh, ba Babe Ruth came out of his closet. He pretty much tells him, like, heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Says the dead guy. Yeah, says the dead guy. He's like, well, why don't you just go over there and get it? No, you don't understand. There's this 800-pound beast on the other side of it. Yeah, so he'll, he runs and he gets it, and he jumps over the fence, but then the dog does too, right? Is that how the dog gets out, or did the dog run through the fence? I don't remember. No, the dog cleared, <laughs> clears the fence also. Okay. But he was able to do that only because he was wearing PF flyers. Brand new PF flyers. <laughs> guaranteed to make you run faster and jump higher. So, do you remember that as kids, like with the... The pump-up shoes, the high tops. Yeah, man, pumps. <laughs> Bite into the, bite into that stuff. <laughs> Do you guys remember it was like the? I think it was the first time they were shown. It was the slam dunk contest, and D. Brown had them. And like before every single dunk, he'd go out there and pump up his shoes. And then like the next day at school, everybody wanted them. Best marketing ever. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I think he won the. Yeah, I think he like won the dunk contest too. So I was like, that's because he had pump shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been illegal. Inflate gate. Yeah. D Brown. So yeah, he just runs through the city, right, with the dog chasing him, going through like restaurants and over a cake. 
<laughs> over a cake. Jumps over a cake. Picnic table. Goes back by the pool. Yeah. Back by the pool. Everybody's like, come on, maybe we have a sandlot. Come on, sandlot, let's go. Shortcut. And everybody meets him over there. And uh, I forget how this happens, but... Um, oh, I think he jumps back over the fence, right? And th yeah. this time the beast kind of doesn't clear it or goes through the fence. And then that makes the whole fence, like, completely collapse on top of the poor dog. But this this was the aughts, the 2000, somebody would have been sued for not being able to <laughs> That's for damn sure. Back in the 50s and early 60s, you just rub some dirt on it, you're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> rub some dirt on it. <laughs> so Small sees, you know, the dog is trapped and there's no way he can get out by himself, so he starts helping him, and Benny does too. And then the dog is friendly. It took the proverbial thorn out of the lion's paw. Old Hercules! <laughs> yeah, that's where we meet Baby Ruth's old teammate. I don't know his name. You mean George? George, Mr. Myrtle. Yeah, Mr. Myrtle. The little uh, <laughs> rose tinting of history here. <laughs> Having a, a black player in baseball before, well before Jackie Robinson. In this case, nope. James Jones. No, but didn't... Whoa, doesn't he talk about what happened in the minor leagues, though, or something? Does he say the I minors? Mean, I think nope. so. I don't think it was with the Yankees or Red Sox. But even still, it was still segregated, even at that level, I believe. But, yeah, probably. Yeah, because I don't think they would... I would assume they just wouldn't... like over, They're going to talk about Babe Ruth, and they wouldn't, like, yeah, shed light or ignore Jackie Robinson, right? So yeah. I'm assuming it was like minor league ball or something. They, they kind of, I, I see what you're saying, Jeff. I never thought of it that way before. They they do kind of gloss over <laughs> the whole segregation thing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was because he was getting close to Babe Ruth's, Ruth's record that the pitcher just beamed him. Yeah, like in Mr. League Baseball, whatever it's called. Yeah. Or Mr. they would walk. Mr. Major League. <laughs> Mr. Major League. Um... Yeah, we could have picked any other baseball movie and I would have known more about it. But that's all right. <laughs> um, so this Mr. Myrtle, he's like, oh, oh, Hercules. That's the name of the dog. It's, you know, they, the first idea that the kids thought of is like, why don't we just go over to Mr. Myrtle and ask him for the ball back? And Squints is like, are you crazy? He'd kill us right on the spot. We can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as they meet Mr. Brutal is like, why didn't you just come and get me? I would have gotten the ball for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that now. Because it's, yeah, it's, it's true, true though. Kids... slapping him with his glove. And he's like, all right, all right. We got the ball, didn't we? <laughs> but it's so true. Kids are so stupid and their imaginations like run wild. <laughs> and, like, do anything but the obvious. Like just ring the doorbell and ask for the ball. Yeah. Well, nope. Like, Going to build an elaborate pulley system <laughs> to get it. I remember growing up as, uh, you know, in my neighborhood, uh, they're going over to certain people's houses. If you're you're outside and you hit a ball in somebody else's yard, and it was just gone. Like there was always that mean neighbor that, <laughs> for whatever reason, got the reputation that it just wasn't cool to go next door to ask for the ball. Like, I, I don't know if you had anything like that, uh, but um, I, I, I I identify with with that a lot actually <laughs> from the movie. There but, was just the that house at the end of the block that Jeff couldn't go near. The drug dealer house? <laughs> yeah. Scott's house? No, there was a drug dealer house. That was that was the middle of the street. I was like, never go past this one house because that's where the drug dealer lives. And it sucked because I was like friends. We were friends with his son, but, you know, it was like 
our parents tried to be nice and not discriminate against the boy because the boy had nothing to do with it, but it was still like his dad gets arrested all the time for drugs. Anyway. Um, and now, now the son has sworn revenge against you for not playing with him as a kid. Nah, actually, I got like a depressing story. I guess he was like walking down our street the other day and saw my mom and said who he was and my mom said he wasn't looking good. Looks like he kind of yeah. took after his... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back to the sandlot. Yeah. Um... So, yeah. Wait, 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 hold on. But the balls in the backyard, like, yeah, we, there are, like, old ladies and stuff who get mad, but my dad would say, well, just be polite and do it. Uh, you're not gonna, I'm not going to buy a ball every time you lose one. <laughs> so just deal with it. And if they yell, then come get me and I'll get it. And so, like, because sometimes we would be, we'd hop the wall or something and they'd get mad at that, some of them. So my dad's right. well, don't hop, in that case, don't hop the wall. Just, because, like, the one lady across the street had a, fence around our whole house and even in the front yard so there we'd have to open it nicely and get it but other than that and we had the one neighbor in the corner at one time who got mad because one of our friends was like looking over the just looking over the wall to see where the this actually was a hockey puck and uh, he, started, <laughs> he started screaming at him and that's when my parents got into a big fight with them and but yeah I don't know so I guess it, for our neighbors were pretty cool except for that one guy and even that wasn't that bad if you just he didn't want you looking over the fence or hopping the fence if you rang the doorbell. He was fine with going and getting it for you, but... Don't look at me! So it's your playing hockey. I think I, you talked about not being able to re- relate to this movie as much as, uh, like, Goonies. Like, I, when I was a kid, that, that's all we did over the summer was play over the line. Well, yeah, we did that. Go to the I did park. that, too. Yeah. Because I didn't discover hockey until later, until junior okay. high. So it was baseball up until it. I'm just saying it was, I was older, so these kids were like young kids. For right, me, so yeah. I, yeah I, get, I get that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah over the line was fun. I still want to play over the line. Full-on baseball <laughs> boring, but over the line is fun. Crush a tennis ball. So anyways, the ball that Hercules got pickled out of was really mangled and chewed up and everything. So Mr. Myrtle was nice enough to give him one of his balls. And Benny's like, oh, that's okay, Mr. Myrtle. I mean, that ball was actually signed by Babe Ruth. He's like, yeah, so is this one, jerk. And the whole 1927 Yankees oh, or whatever that, it was. That, that baseball will be worth <laughs> a trillion dollars. Not trillion, but it would definitely be in the millions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which which Yankees team? It was supposed to be the, I'm, the I'm best assuming, team of all time, right? Yeah, I'm but, assuming it's the 27 Yankees. Are, yeah. <laughs> Lou the, Gehrig and all those guys. Yeah. Lou Gehrig, Ruth. <laughs> Murderer's Row. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, Smalls gets the ball. He takes it back to his stepdad after apologizing. And uh, he's like, he was pretty mad. He's still grounded me, but he was okay. What a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I would have killed you, but you got me a ball worth money, and that's cool. Busket. <laughs> it's, it's, so in a way, it's kind of sad, because if uh, Mr. Myrtle is obviously blind, <laughs> you know, 10, 15 more years, he could have sold that ball and lived off that thing for the rest of his life easily. <laughs> Instead, he gives away some Mr. dumb kid. Mr. Myrtle, right before the 60s, he wasn't going to live 15 more years. Yeah, just saying. He ended up like writing like uh, was a new. Uh, uh, never mind. This joke's going nowhere. <laughs> I, I I know where you're going with that joke. 
<laughs> you have no idea, or you do know? I do. I do. Okay. You're you're uh, field of dreams, right? Yeah, I was doing a crossover moment, yeah, but I didn't yeah. do I didn't do a good job. <laughs> <with it. laughs> um, I mean, it it is it is kind of a a sweet ending uh, because he, you know Myrtle's obviously got the reputation from the kids or whatever, so um, and it's clear like nobody's coming around. So he, you know, he just wants a little company, and you know, in exchange for this ball, he he comes by, you know, a couple times a week, and they talk baseball, and, and it's it's all part of this guy's background. He becomes a broadcaster, uh, Scotty Smalls, and he has both balls. He's got both balls, and he's got the same hat <laughs> for fifty yeah, same years. Same stupid hat from the first time he had that he went. Yeah, and one of the boys, Benny, as you mentioned, actually made made the pros. He doesn't him. make it. He was never like a big, like a major player, right? He was just kind of like a. Don't they say that? Bench, just kind of a. Player, a yeah. Player, utility. Utility. <laughs> yeah. utility guy. Never so, took off those PF flyers. So, oh, 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 of of the coming of age movies, uh, I mean, it's hard to ramble off very many off the top of my head. But, you know, between like this and Goonies, uh, as a kid. Um, Explorers. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just turn this into a crossover. Let's name our favorite of those movies. I think Scott just named them all. <laughs> well, he didn't say. He didn't say Stand by Me. Yeah, Stand by Me. Because I don't. Coming of Age is Explorers a coming of age. I mean, I like it. It definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Luke is coming of age to become a Jedi. Is Lost Boys considered a coming of age or no? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's... Sure, why not? But if you want to count like all those John Hughes movies, I don't know if that really. Yeah. Um. Well, Breakfast Club. I, I, yeah, I think Breakfast Club would count as a coming of age type deal. Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, would count. Well, for me, it would be Stand By Me. Okay, that's me. But I still uh, like Goonies, the best. I well, I like Goonies. See, because I don't. Yeah, they're two totally different movies. Yeah, I'd put Goonies over Stand by Me. I can recite Goonies. Plus, it's a fun adventure movie. Stand by Me is depressing. Nah, nah, is it? There's moments <laughs> when what's his name? That is weird. What the hell is Goofy? That always cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> the leech on his balls. Yeah. So, like, all those people turned out to be somebody, right? Half, those people, half those people are dead, too. <laughs> what? So, so, okay, so... Yeah, River Phoenix, about, obviously. River Phoenix and Corey Haim. No, Corey Haim's not in it. Corey Feldman's in it. Corey Feldman, sorry. Corey Feldman. He's not... Let me Corey's. But Corey Feldman's not dead, is he? Nope. Oh, you're no. right. See, I'm getting my Corey's confused. <laughs> yeah. yeah. River then, Phoenix. Uh, isn't Will Wheaton? Will Wheaton. And then Jerry O'Connell or whatever his name is. Married to Rebecca Romaine. Mm-hmm. Stamos. Yeah. yeah. Stamos. <laughs> Stamos. Rebecca uh, Romaine, Stamos O'Connell. Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. See? They're all... And what's his face? Uh... Old uh, Hooper. Old Hercules. Old Hooper. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. 
I'm Richard Dreyfus. So you can't do this to me. I was in Jaws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who did better, like voiceover, um, that Richard Dreyfus or later on, um, what's his face with uh, Wonder Years? Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. I, I like Stern better. You would, Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very funny. Brian laughed. <laughs> I wasn't oh, even going to say anything until you... You, you, you asked the question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to answer. I was expecting you to be quiet, and you answered, so I was going to do it. Yeah, well, that'll learn <laughs> me. I know. Um... It's so stupid, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah just just to, to answer your original question, I'd, as as a, just coming of age, uh, I'd, I'd go with this. Um, just as a little slice of life. There, there, there's no big uh, overarching like idea here. Just a kid, a kid, just a kid, just a kid growing up, basically, with with some nice yeah. touches. Just like a little. It'll be a little bit of everything as far as like what it would, what it was like to be a kid then, or just be a kid in general. Um, it's more relatable than a bunch of kids going on a treasure hunt for, with pirates and criminals chasing them, right? Not <laughs> playing yeah. baseball is a lot. <laughs> most of us yeah, evading, really, evading a, a gang. Of, right. A weird gang. <laughs> with Joey Pants and Robert Davi. Old scary throw mama from the train lady. My Fratelli. Um. Okay. Yeah. Are we done? Forever. Sam. All right. I think we've probably done this before. Then I'll do another crossover. Favorite baseball movies. We've probably done this when we did. <laughs> I think I said Sandlot last time too. <laughs> probably favorite sports movies or something. But favorite baseball movie. Scott. Major League. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> Sandlot. I would say it's either Major League or Field of Dreams. Major League, just on the strength of, and we, I know we've talked about this, just on the strength of Bob Uecker. Yes, <laughs> he was the best part of the movie. In case you haven't noticed, judging by the attendance, you haven't. <laughs> you need to manage to string together a few wins. I also, just the fact that they got athletes and they have not actors, and you could totally tell when it was like an extra was just a baseball player turned actor as opposed to an actor turned baseball player like old crappy veteran Eddie Harris. Oh, God. <laughs> they, I don't think there was any shot of him that was like further away than 10 feet. Yeah. Like, they did not show him actually throwing the ball across the plate. Yeah. He's supposed to be the best pitcher. I mean, until uh, – but Chuck Sheen could throw a ball, by the way. Yeah, he actually good. looked – he looked really good. Yeah. He admitted to taking steroids for that, for that part. Uh, Tom Berenger was terrible, too. He was supposed to be the catcher throwing out guys at second base. He couldn't hit the pitcher's mound. But <laughs> I would say Roger Dorn looked like he knew what he was doing. Forgetting his real name right now. Corbin Berenson. Corbin Berenson. Corbin Berenson. And uh, I don't know about Joe Boo. Dennis Haysbert? Uh, I don't know. Sure. Yeah, he's now nah, he's Hills Insurance now and was that's the president. Yeah, stand. Yeah, pretty for him. He's he's played. <laughs> the guy's typecast as a baseball player in a lot of things. He's in Mr. Baseball, Mr. 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 League, mm -hmm. yeah, Mr. League. 
Paging Mr. League. Mr. League. Uh, Alex, Mr. your League, favorite baseball, baseball movie is Sandlot. this Sandlot, right? Yeah. Okay. I love Sandlot. How long do they have to keep him lock him up? Forever. Forever. Uh, one, one more scene. Yeah. And then I can kind of identify this with this too. The, the rival group of kids. <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't even they, get into that those. They play animals. baseball. Start Encyclopedia Brown. Uh, and they they play they play each other, but uh, before that they have the war of words, and it's like typical typical stupid playground boy, you know, <laughs> you eat your toe jam and you like it, and they just keep trading insults until one of them says, "You play baseball like a girl," and there's this collective gasp, <laughs> the the ultimate insult. Uh, what did you say? His voice even cracks. Yeah, <laughs> so especially upset. back. Uh, you heard me. Yeah, back in the early '60s. <laughs> the ultimate salt was to be called a woman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and then it's well, on. Don't call Sean Connery a woman. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Don't, think, don't think too hard about it. I mean, boys will still always say if you call him a girl, we'll be upset. I mean, that's different than. Being misogynistic or anything. Yeah, no, no. I, <laughs> that that is true. I, I'm. It, it is funny though in the in the movie that that that's what's yeah. that's crossing the line. <laughs> and then Ham is a great catcher. He's like, "Hey, what's that in center field? Isn't that your sister? Naked? <laughs> Straight three. <laughs> Did you have a rival baseball gang that you? played against Scott because we didn't really have that well, no, we, but, but we had the park down the street from my house and every once in a while like other groups of kids would show up and it was like well we were already here first so uh, you know playing over the line or something like our basketball uh, and sometimes things would get testy you know you had to, really? you had to guard your turf <laughs> yeah we didn't have that and usually if we did have some other we just add him to the game because you never had enough we can always do more people right I mean it usually didn't hurt to have more so we never had that issue even with I like mean, hockey I, we would just join up and yeah I exaggerated it never was like <laughs> it never escalated anything it never got to stab it was, it was like well like a couple times it did but for the most part yeah it was just <laughs> never turned into like dance gang battles like yeah he was snapping chest. fingers <laughs> crazy yeah, yeah. This is a, to one other relatable thing is we grew up, my brother and I, across the street from another another guy named Brian, and uh, he was a really good athlete, and he, his parents were kind of pushing him, and he was really good, and he was playing baseball really well, and then he would join us in our over-the-line games every once in a while, and, you know, he would, he would crush every single ball and whatever was fun, and then one time he's like, like, dude, pitch to me. I want you to, see, you know, I was like, pitch to me. I want to see if I can handle it. And he, I, he, he was four years younger than me, and he was scaring the crap out of me, like how fast he was throwing the ball. And he's like, "Well, you throw to me. I bet I can hit your your hardest stuff." Well, yeah, you probably can. And like, I threw it at him, but it was like a, I can't even hit the strike zone. It was like a mile high or wide. And he's like, "Okay, he's like, yeah, if you ever get one of those near me, I'm gonna crush it. That's not that very fast." I'm like, I know. But then he kind of pissed me off because he said that. So I was walking away pretending like I wasn't paying attention or not going to do anything, and he just standing at the batter's box. And I think he had, like, the bat on the – like, holding it, but, like, it was, like, touching his toes or whatever. He wasn't even looking. 
So I'm like, oh, I'm going to sneak one in there. So I just turned around and threw it as hard as I could. He was able to look. Oh, Jeff's throwing the ball. Picked up his bat and hit the ball a mile. Like, I don't know if you remember uh, West Haven Park. He hit it from the that baseball field over into Walton Junior High. He, like, crushed the crap out of it. I was like, oh, man. Even he wasn't paying attention. So, like, the level of skill was pretty ridiculous there. The difference, I should say. Well, it's it's like when you, you know, on TV, you know, yelling at guys like, why aren't you swinging? But if you were going to a batting cage, you, you just get into, like, the 70 miles an hour. At least for, like, the first, like, 10 pitches or whatever, you're like, holy shit, this is fast. But yeah. even, even at 70 miles an hour, you can't imagine, like, a 95-mile-an-hour ball or, like, even, like, an 89 that looks like it's coming at you and then curves over the plate. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they these guys handle this stuff. Yeah. And just like in Benny's case, uh, our friend uh, Brian Wolf, for anyone who plays baseball or knows watch baseball, he got a cup of tea and he played a little bit with, uh, I think, the Blue Jays and uh, the Twins, maybe? I don't know. I but, yeah, he's like – I remember you saying the Twins before. Yeah, I think he was drafted by the Blue Jays – or, no, drafted by the Twins and got some playing time, though, actually with the Blue Jays. So it was cool. Yeah, we played with a professional baseball league <laughs> player, and he was good. He, he we started playing hockey, so he wanted to play, and he wasn't very good. And then, but he's such a good athlete. Within like a month, he was better than us. What a jerk! <laughs> um, well, all right. Anything I else? I don't think we should bleep his name, but we should bleep the teams that he played with. No, I'm not gonna bleep his name. He's oh, okay. he's, he's a public uh, figure. <laughs> <laughs> we own him. Yeah. Brian Wolf, B R I. Wolf. Wolf. I think he's still playing like the Japanese leagues now. I think he is Mr. League now. <laughs> <laughs> Big hit, happy body. Um. All right. We done? All right. Yeah. It's time yes. for Neom News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Yeah. All right, I don't have any news uh, since I was kind of traveling, but I did have I have some reviews because I got to watch like eight movies on my flights. Um, <laughs> did any of them have uh, Queen Latifah? <laughs> no, you asked me this last time. No. Okay. None had Queen Latifah this time. Um, so I saw X Machina, Makina. Um, okay. I know oh, Wade said it. Yeah, Wade said it was pretty good, and I agree. Pretty good sci-fi movie. Check it out. I probably shouldn't have watched it on a plane because there's lots of boobies and stuff. I don't know if anyone anyone was offended by it. But <laughs> so, so wait, you're watching it on like a, a laptop or tablet or something? I actually flew like Verizon, uh, not Verizon, um, Virgin Atlantic, and they have nice touchscreen. Everyone has their own touchscreen display in front of them. I just got to pick yeah. movies, and they had like stuff that's pretty recent, so I was able to watch that on there. Uh, so I recommend that. I saw Taken Three. I completed the trilogy. <laughs> um, it, it was pretty bad. I don't even remember anything about it. So, <laughs> did he whatever. Shoot he shot a bunch of people. Right. Uh, his daughter didn't like throw grenades, so she so they can find her. But uh, <laughs> she's definitely in it. Um, Who was it I that saw... was like, that was getting pissed off the way she was running? Was that you? Yeah, I think she runs. In the first one, she runs like a dork. Dad, and her arms are just like salamis hanging down. Like <laughs> Elaine makes fun of that girl in Seinfeld. Um, saw Whiplash. That was really good. If you guys haven't seen that, uh, that's the drum movie, right? With um, 
J.J. Jonah Jameson. Yes, exactly. And what else? And I saw, which I already saw, I started watching Interstellar, um, which I'd already seen, which was a good movie. And then on the way back, I saw Fury, which is really good. If you guys haven't seen that, watch that. That's the tank movie with um, Brad Pitt. and I, I have seen that, and I thought it was okay. I, I really liked it. And I actually liked what's his face, uh, the Transformers dude. Sheila LaBeouf. Yeah, I thought even it was his mustache or something, but for some reason I I liked him in this movie. <laughs> um, Shane from um, Walking Dead was in it, playing a, a dick. He's pretty good at that. They're all dicks in that movie. Yeah, but he was a bigger dick. Now I'm just running out. But there was one other good one that I saw. I, saw, I finally saw Gone Girl. That was really good. And Die Hard. I saw Die Hard. That was on there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Scott. Okay. Uh, real quick, there's a Chips remake in the works. Yes. I know. I know we were all waiting for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who's in it other than possibly Vincent D'Onofrio. Um. So yeah, Chips. Uh, Tilda Swinton is in talks to play the Ancient One, Doctor Strange's mentor for the Cumberbatchian Strange movie coming up. Sweet. Uh, that'd be some good casting. Uh, last thing I saw her in was um, Snowpiercer. But she was good in that. She had a really weird role. She has a really weird role in almost everything that she does, though. So that's not saying much. Uh, the I saw the new Point Break trailer. I don't know if you guys have seen that yet. I just saw the poster for it. Yes, uh, should be coming out <laughs> around Christmas, uh, about the same time that Star Wars is going to destroy the box office. So they must not have much hope for this movie. Yes, seriously. Uh, so basically, they're they're taking the whole premise of uh, in in Point Break, they they skydive and they surf. And this, they do that, and they snowboard and ski and uh, whatever extreme sports that you can come up with. And Bodhi is some Spanish dude. I don't understand what's going on. Don't but... watch this movie. Don't give them your money. <laughs> Just watch the original. Yes. I don't... Well, if you're doing a double feature, you, you know, see two movies in the same day as Star Wars. Who's playing Bunker? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who was Bunker? He's one of the other, like, uh, dudes that got mistaken for the ex-presidents. Okay, yeah, he was, like, with, um... Anthony Kiedis. Yeah, Anthony Kiedis. Yeah, yeah, I don't Tom know. Tom Sizemore. Uh, no word on whether Tom Sizemore or Anthony Kiedis are in the movie. <laughs> I, I could have sworn I saw Tom Sizemore in the trailer, but I could have gone with that. <laughs> Maybe he's replaying Gary Busey's character. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Is there gonna be cameos by any of the guys? Like well not Swayze, uh, obviously, but I, like Keanu. I don't know. Tango. I'm guess no, I think <laughs> I think well it's uh Johnny Utah, so it's the same characters. So oh. if if he were in it it would be as a different whatever. <laughs> yeah. John, Keanu Reeves should play the um the Busey role now. The, oh <laughs> That could work. Yeah. Just quarterback <laughs> punk. Yeah, just I wanted to see Keanu Reeves act like somebody else because that would just be hilarious. And then give him a blonde wig, give him some uh, dentures. <laughs> <That's big teeth. laughs> 
<laughs> Go with it, Keanu. Let's, 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 let's see this. I just... I know I'm gonna hate it, but I'm gonna have to at least YouTube the clip where they order two meatball sandwiches. They won't even have that on this thing. Yeah, you never know. Uh, speaking speaking of Keanu, I, I think John Wick 2 is kind of official now. I don't know if we talked yeah. about that or not. I heard that as well. And then, I haven't seen John Wick 1. It's it's good. You're missing out. I, I want to watch it. And finally, taking a step away from the cinema here, talk a little bit about how fucked up FIFA is. <laughs> the game? Uh, the, the organization. Oh. The... The U.S. Justice Department has, uh, as Deadspin put it, dropped the goddamn hammer <laughs> <laughs> on FIFA and had uh, a bunch of their the FIFA executives, I guess it would be called, uh, arrested in Switzerland. What so, did they do? Uh, taking bribes, um, some money laundering, uh, some other things. Um, it, it's <laughs> it's pretty obvious that uh, some money exchanged hands for Qatar to get the goddamn uh, World, World Cup, Cup in, in 2022. So, so is it just the U.S. that's doing this, or is it the, um, uh, you know is the U.K., terrible. France, and everyone else joining in? Or I think Switzerland is going to launch their own investigation. That's that's a thing that's come up in the stories. Uh, but per U.S. law. Um, so, you know, in the movies, they say, oh, you can't, they can't arrest you in Switzerland. That's not true. Or they can't extradite you. That's, that's not true. Um, Switzerland can choose not to extradite you over taxes. If you, like, there after you murder somebody or after you uh, have laundered money, um, they, they can totally extradite you out of there to whoever wants to. So, uh, it's China that doesn't extradite. Go to China. Wait, where's so, what's his face? Where's Roman Polanski hiding? Poland, France, France. I don't know where he is. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's I, I I find the whole thing pretty fascinating. That these these guys just been so brazen with the amount of money that something like 150 million dollars over the last I don't know 10 odd years. Uh, that finding the Justice Department decided to do something about it because I think their statute of limitations was running out on uh, them being able to press charges. So here they, here they are. <laughs> All these super rich dudes, old dudes, are uh, going to... I think they'll have to come to court here. So see how it all plays out. I'm going to have to correct you on something, Scott. There is nothing interesting about soccer. <laughs> oh, so it's fascinating about this super population getting brought down. I kid. Yeah. I actually enjoyed watching a Chelsea Manchester United Manchester City uh, match while I was in went in, in London. Not in person, but in a pub. Yeah. Manchester City is the team right now. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Good. The guys in blue were happy. <laughs> in the bar. <laughs> not a mink, you're a wink. Were people chewing uh, the glass <laughs> the bottles? Uh, everyone seemed pretty friendly, so it must have been all rooting for the same team in, the, in there. You didn't go to a private members club? <laughs> no. And then when I was in Munich, the there was a obviously a Bayern a Bayern Munich game, and uh, but that was like on during. The, they said it wasn't a big deal because they played some schlub team, and it was a day game, which wasn't a big deal. So I don't know. 
Yeah. We tried to go to a match, but it was too hard. All right, so that's my news. Ooh. Alex. Well, back to movie news. Here's a juicy little tidbit in a movie that probably won't get made. Robert Rodriguez is set to direct and head the Johnny Quest movie. Hey, didn't I mention this before? Like, they should make a Johnny Quest movie? I think I did. Check, check the facts. <laughs> Episode... I think, yeah, I think you're right. Alright, Jeff, comb, comb through all the episodes. Find yeah. out. <laughs> I would love to see that. Not yeah, really. Looks fun. Yeah. Rubber Rodriguez would probably do a good job. <laughs> as long as he doesn't, like, spy kids it up. So who's going to play the little Indian boy? I think it'll be... J. Ch- Chandra Heskar. Be a, a season, sorry. <laughs> season, sorry. <laughs> there you go. No, I like Jay better. Jay would be <laughs> a forty-year-old man playing a little boy. That, cool. that would be that would be an interesting take on it. If they they pulled like a Twenty-One Jump Street, made Johnny Quest like in his mid-forties, fifties, he's kind of a loser. <laughs> <laughs> no more adventures for little Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Just to go on adventure one last time and redeem himself. You <laughs> played by Seth Rogen. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I, that's nice. all I got. So before I leave, I just remembered some news. I found out talking to these German kids or kids, uh, younger guys, that, Such uh, that King of Queens is huge over there. <laughs> like, they loved King of Queens and. Um, they get all the crappy, like, ice truckers and, like, our History Channel and TLC stuff. Like, that's the shows that they see over there. It's so weird. I was, uh, embarrassed. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't know anybody who watches Ice Road Truckers. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, we watch Ice Road Truckers and, um, of course, the deep sea fishing one, or the crab one. They watch that one. Deadliest Catch. I know, Deadliest yeah, I know a lot of people watch that one. And then there's yeah. one other, but there were, yeah, it was... King of Queens and Married with Children. No, yeah. it was something just as just as bad. Well, I think King of Queens is bad. I don't know what you guys think, but anyway, it was interesting to see what that's what that's the sample and they get from American television, and that's what they like. So, so Kevin James is a major star over there now. <laughs> that's what I was making like Paul Blart jokes, and they weren't having anything to do with it. No, good film, good film. <laughs> solid, solid. It's good, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a motorcycle went by. Nice, nice soundboard, Scott. <laughs> yes, soundboard. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. But before we leave, we're going to talk about, we got to mention what we're going to talk about next week, and that is a video game series that I think we all love. Huh? Zelda. Oh. So we made, we started this episode off with the Triforce. We're going to end with the Triforce. Boom. Damn, Thanks nice. For, oh, wait. And before we leave, you jerks, talking to you fans, go to iTunes <laughs> and give us your reviews. I tell you go to Facebook. Forget Facebook. Go to iTunes. Write us a good review. Five stars, even if you don't like it. And uh, <laughs> tell us we're good. Please do that. We need we need some more reviews here. Thanks for listening, everybody.
didn't you tell anybody over overseas about Hunshot first? Uh, yeah, Hans, a bunch of Hanses. <laughs> <laughs> this this show is a secret to everybody. We'll be as big as Paul Blart. 